Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Now it's time for Take a Break magazine and we got a newbie. The lovely Phoebe Jackson joins us from Take a Break magazine. Hello, Phoebe. Hello. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, not too bad. Good, good. <laughs> now, how long have you been at Take a Break magazine? It's actually been um, a little while, you know, I just hadn't done this too many times. Oh, right. I see. Yeah. I see. Well, we love the girls from Take a Break. We really do. Yeah. Do you know that you guys have been with us for over 10 years now? Right. Absolutely that incredible. Is a long time. It is a very, very long time. So uh, we do love the Take a Break magazine and the girls <laughs> here on uh, RNIV Connect Radio. You have got uh, the new issue of uh, Take a Break magazine I in front do. of you, and uh, it is still available till Thursday. So uh, still yeah. plenty of time to go out and get it. You've got a story. It's a love rat story, and we do love our love rat stories because we like to have a good old moan about them afterwards. But <laughs> <laughs> this is who are you going to marry, Mark? It is. So Mark finds himself in a bit of a pickle because he has um, proposed to Emma Edwards, who shares her story in this week's Take a Break, as well as another woman. So um, Emma's 27 and um, this is her story. Our eyes locked across the dance floor and I coyly brushed my hair behind my ear. Mark sidled over and asked, fancy another cider? Go on then, I replied. I was having fun for the first time in weeks. When I'd first started flirting with Mark, I had ulterior motives. He was best mates with my ex. We'd split up a few weeks before, and I thought flirting with Mark might make him so jealous he'd want me back. It hadn't worked. But I quickly realised that didn't matter, because there was something about Mark I really liked. He was kind, caring, and fun to be around. Later that night, one thing led to another, and we fell into bed. Waking up beside him the following morning, my tummy was all of a flutter. Do you remember what you said last night? he asked. No, I replied, blushing. He grinned. You said you wanted to be with me, he replied, and I want to be with you too. This wasn't how I'd expected things to turn out, but I was happy that they had. Mark was different to anyone else I'd ever been with. I'd had a tough time as a teenager and had lots of confidence issues, but Mark made me feel so safe and secure. We started spending all our time together. My ex eventually gave us his blessing too. It didn't matter to me, but it was important to Mark. When we'd been together four years, Mark moved in with me. That Christmas we were at my mum's opening presents when Mark dropped to one knee. There's something I want to ask you, he said. Will you marry me? I burst into tears and nodded. He slipped a silver ring on my finger. It was only a cheap one he'd bought at the Avon catalogue. I'm saving up for a proper one, he said. But that didn't matter to me. Nothing could bring me down now, even when the ring turned my finger green. I started buying wedding magazines to get some ideas and look at dresses. Soon after, I missed a period. We'd been trying for a baby for months, but I'd been diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome, so I knew it might be hard to conceive. Now I took a test and watched the little window with my heart in my mouth. One line appeared, followed by another. I couldn't believe it. I waited until I heard a key in the lock, then I ran downstairs. I'm pregnant, I said. Mark looked dumbstruck, then he wrapped his arms around me. I'm taking a week off work so we can spend it, just the three of us, he said. Mark worked as a carer for my grandma, so of course she would understand. We lazed around on the sofa together, talking about baby names and what we needed to get for our new arrival. I didn't want the week to end. Then a month on, when Mark was at work, pain suddenly gripped my stomach. Then I felt something trickle down my leg. I was bleeding. I called my mum in a panic. I'm losing it, I said, through tears. She came to get me and we rushed to the hospital. There, a nurse confirmed I'd miscarried. I called Mark in tears to tell him. In the weeks that followed, we were both so locked in our own grief, we didn't know what to say to each other. In time, the pain began to ease and I hoped things would start to get better again. But the easy intimacy we'd shared before seemed to have deserted us. Whenever I tried to cuddle Mark, he'd pull away. His phone was constantly pinging with messages and he never went anywhere without it. 
He was going out a lot too. I didn't begrudge him having nights out, but I felt he was trying to avoid me. After everything we'd been through, I didn't want to push him, but three months on from the miscarriage, I could feel us drifting further and further apart. So one evening, while we were watching telly together, I took a deep breath and said, Something's changed between us. What's going on? Nothing, he replied. I love you. You know that. He gave me a kiss and I wondered if it was all in my head. I thought we needed something positive to focus on, so I set myself the task of looking for a suitable wedding venue. Christmas came and went, and we decided to see in the new year at home together, just the two of us. Before that, Mark went for a few drinks with his mates, but when he came home, I spotted something strange on his neck. It looked like a love bite. I poked at it and asked, what have you got on your neck? He laughed. You know what it is, he said. You gave me that. I was sure I hadn't, but suddenly he was all over me, and that thought went out of my head. We tumbled into bed together for the first time in ages. Later, as we counted down to midnight, it felt like everything was back on track, and this would be our year. Next morning, I woke early and heard Mark's phone ping. Suddenly I was overwhelmed with curiosity and with Mark still fast asleep I sneaked to look at the screen. His phone was locked. But I could see the start of the message scrolling across the screen and it was coming from his ex-girlfriend Laura. He never seemed to answer when she's around, it read. I grabbed my phone, put her number in and sent her a message. What do you think you're playing at, I typed. Why are you texting him? She replied instantly. We've been engaged for three months. My mouth was on the floor. I texted back, we've been planning our wedding too. Then I smacked Mark's arm to wake him up. Do you just go around giving out rings, I asked. He looked confused and tried to snatch his phone. It's too late. I know exactly what you've been up to, I said. It's not true, he said quickly. I haven't cheated on you. Then he leapt out of bed, grabbed his coat and shut out the front door. I craned my neck out of the window and saw him at the phone box in his pyjama bottoms. Suddenly, another text from Laura popped up. I'm so sorry, it read. I'd got the wrong number. This is a different mark. I was pretty angry before. Now I was livid. As soon as he got back in the house, I said, Do you think I'm stupid? You just called your fancy woman and told her to lie to me. He denied it again and again, but he'd taken me for an idiot for months and I wasn't going to be lied to anymore. Realising I didn't believe him, he finally admitted it. I'm sorry, he said. I love you both. That's not good enough, I replied. I want you out. He got his stuff and walked out of my flat in Worcester Lane, mostly Greater Manchester. I was heartbroken, but after Mark's betrayal there was no future for us. What I will never understand is what he thought would happen while he was busy stringing us both along. The idiot couldn't marry us both. I heard through friends that Laura dumped him too when she found out, so after trying to have both of us, he ended up with neither of us. It doesn't make it hurt any less. I thought Mark loved and cared for me. I thought I could trust him, but I was so wrong. Now I'm just glad I didn't end up marrying that liar. Oh, poor thing. I mean, honestly, I it's, it's really, really sad. And, you know, it's it it's... Is. I often wonder, you know, why you would go to the extent of getting engaged to another person if you're already engaged why wouldn't you just dump them or I don't know it's it's, it's very very strange it really is it's a strange one well Mark said in reply I shouldn't have got engaged to both of them but I was in love with both of them Oh, well, that's that okay then. <laughs> oh, All makes sense. Well, listen, hopefully the girls will go on. I mean, to be fair, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's the other girl. I mean, she kind of knew that, you know, there was another woman on it the go. It does sound so. that way, doesn't it? Yeah, not good. Anyway, we do hope that uh, everybody moves on very quickly and finds the people they're actually supposed to be with. But uh, listen, it's been great having you on the programme, Phoebe. Thank you so much for joining us today. And obviously, the as I said earlier, the brand new copy of... Take a Break magazine is still on the shelves but the even newer copy will be coming out on Thursday. If anybody wants to take a look online, um, what is the best way to do so? Um, So the best website for us is just www.takeabreak.co.uk And it is of course fully accessible. Listen Phoebe, it was lovely to speak to you. Thank you so much for joining us on the programme and we'll speak to you again very very soon here on RNIV Connect Radio. Yeah, lovely. Thanks for having me and speak to you soon. Yeah. (laughs) 
For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.